0: Hello everyone, my name is Sophia and welcome back to Project Oyster, relatable stories that create emotional connections. Today we have a very special summer episode with a very special guest, which is soon to be senior Abby Sullivan. Outside of school, she has been working at Phil's Coffee for over a year now, and she will also be the president of ROCK, Reach Out, Care, and Know, uh, once the school year starts. She has also been involved in Bring Change to Mind Club, which is another mental health club uh, at GUN, which is focused on more broader mental health topics. However, we'll she'll talk more about that later in this episode. So hello, Abby how has your summer been so far?
1: And how does it feel knowing that we're going to be seniors next year? <laughs> it's been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got back from Italy with the choir and that was really amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, we're Boulder just so Bay. lucky to go to a place, like, where you're able to do things like that. Like, go to a school where you're able to do things like that. Um, but I'm really glad to be home. I miss my dog, and I missed avocado <laughs> and salads. <laughs> I avocado. Yeah, I did. I had a salad yesterday, and it was, like, I never California. thought I would enjoy uh-huh. salads so much. Uh-huh. But oh, it feels so weird, like, mm-hmm. thinking that we're going to be seniors. It feels really good because freshman year, I remember thinking back, like, I just wanted it to be done. Mm -hmm. Like, I hated freshman year, but I... Also, it's just going by so fast. Like I don't it's a little scary. It's weird. It's mm-hmm. so weird.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm having like a hard time processing it too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we have like a Project Oyster website and like Hannah changed the descriptions recently so it says she is now a senior. I've yeah. done oh, no. It just scared me so that much. is scary. Like, oh my god. <laughs> oh it was my like gosh. my first realization. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I guess like in a short little summary, tell me about like how you've been recently in terms of um I guess your mental state or like
1: in general just how's life. Uh I've been Pretty good. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, at least compared to I don't know. Like, summer is. Mm -hmm. I try to keep myself really busy during summer, so I have like things to do, and so I feel productive. Because if I don't feel productive, I feel lazy, and then I just don't feel good about myself. Yes. Um. (laughs) But I, I'm actually like really glad. Like, I've had a little bit of time to relax now, and I'm kind of. I have like a bunch of cool things coming up that I'm really excited to do. Like I have summer camp, and Mm -hmm. like I'm just excited to get back into work and. Uh, like after your nice break yeah, yeah exactly and um but I'm a little stressed out about college apps and stuff I was trying to work on it on the plane I bought like plain wi-fi which I never do and <laughs> work on college apps. yeah because I wanted to work on my essays and stuff and like get started on it well I started some of them but they were like the ones that were like describe yourself in five words easy <laughs> um, yeah exactly um but then the wi-fi didn't work so I was like this <laughs> it's just I, yeah i'm honestly gonna write an email complaining to virgin, <laughs> virgin <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah
0: expect an email <laughs> from abby an angry email from abby's yeah girl. yeah so you seem to obviously be in a really good place right now you yeah have, like exciting things coming up but i know that your process to getting to where you are now has definitely not been an easy one so you're here today to talk about um your battle with depression as well as anxiety so i, I want okay. you to i guess feel free talking about this however you'd like and wherever you want to start
1: uh yeah so Basically, all throughout – well, I moved to Palo Alto in uh, beginning of sixth grade. Um, before that, I had moved around a lot. I lived in Japan and China and Seattle. Um, and I kind of – it was kind of like a last-minute thing, I guess. Like – well, it wasn't last-minute, but my dad kept it secret cause he was working at Amazon. And mm-hmm. so he didn't want it to, like, get out because he hadn't told Amazon yet. Um and he didn't tell us because, like, all of my friends' parents worked at, like, Amazon or Microsoft or something. <laughs> yeah. So I found out, like, right before we left for California. So that was just, like, really hard because I was, like, I'm going to go to middle school with all my friends. And, like like, that's what you were expecting. I was, like, planning, like, decorating my locker uh-huh. and everything and, like, what sports team I was going to do. Um, so that was really, really hard on me. Um, and all throughout middle school, like, I kind of – had an idea that I was struggling with depression or anxiety but I didn't want to like in middle school I was on like I would read like Tumblr text posts a lot, and I would always read like the mental health ones where it was like people were angry about people self-diagnosing themselves. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to be one of those people that were like, "Oh, I'm depressed," but like but not actually. Not actually. Uh-huh. And so I was like, "Oh no, this is just all fake. Like I'm just telling myself this." So that actually like really prevented me from seeking out help or talking to other people for a while. Um, but it kind of hit hard freshman year. That was like the main thing. Like first semester was really, really great. Then beginning of second semester, um, my, like my main friend group, it was, we kind of like split up mm-hmm. and it was a really, really hard time for me cause we were just all kind of going different paths. Um, and it was like people that I thought would be like my best friends for like my entire life. And I'm still, I'm still friends with them, but it's like, it's different than it was. Okay um so it was just like really hard for me because at first it was like I'd never want to talk to these people ever again like I don't know but Mm -hmm. it after that like I just kind of like I felt very out of place um and like I still it was in no way like oh I had no friends like I didn't have anyone to sit with at lunch I still had people to sit with um Like, I still sat with a large group of people at lunch, but it was more just, like, I felt kind of invisible. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would, I don't know, I would do little things, like, where I'd, during lunch, I'd just sit there and I'd be quiet to see if anyone noticed if I had spoken the whole lunch, or, like, if anyone would come up to me and say anything, or I'd just sit there by myself. Um, And some of the times, like, no one noticed. um, So that was really... Hard and I was just kind of like going deeper and deeper into a depression, um, and I was like dealing with uh, suicidal ideation and um, just all these really really negative thoughts about myself, um, and then eventually, like right before um, finals, second semester of freshman year, it got really really bad, and uh, my one of my best friends. Uh, Kind of like he didn't force me, but he kind of like guilted me into talking to his mom, who was a doctor mm-hmm. um, who really helped me. Uh, she contacted the wellness center at school and they called me in during class and it was this whole thing and then I started going to therapy that week. Um, and I don't know for some reason I kind of thought that therapy would like fix everything and it'd be an easy fix. But that's not really how it works. Oh,
0: so that, that wasn't really the case yeah. for Yeah.
1: Because that's, like, well, what I hear from people, I guess, yeah.
0: like guess, oh, you come to therapy and suddenly all your problems will be Yeah.
1: Fixed. Well, so therapy definitely does help, and I I still go to therapy. Like, I'm a strong believer in, like, if you need someone to talk to, it's a great place to go. Like, even if you aren't struggling with mental health issues, it's an excellent place to have a professional help you out with, like, um, friend issues or just... Just whatever In you're dealing with personal issues, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I before that, I really didn't think that therapy worked. Um, so I was very like anti-therapy. Like I was like, it's very hippy dippy. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like meta-meta. Like it's not for me. I I'm like a very uptight person who likes things a certain way. And so my parents are a lot more like, chill and don't really care about. I mean, they care about grades, but not as much as I do. And so for me, I was like, oh, my parents are just, like, hippies trying to get me to go to, like, this talk thing and da da da, da. Um, But then when I went, it was actually – I well, I really liked the – I really liked my therapist, which was really great because um, a lot of the times you don't have, like, the first person you go to isn't the one that you always stay with. Um but she was not like some weird hippie like I mean not that (laughs) hippies are weird (laughs) hippies like are cool it's just not my lifestyle it's like not what you expect yeah exactly but she was like she like went to grad school and like this was her thing and she specialized in teenagers and I don't know I felt like she was kind of similar to me and like she was like slightly uptight but she was also like not fully like crazy uptight mm-hmm. so she was like me but more relaxed <laughs> so it was That's a lot yeah, yeah it was a lot easier to talk to her um but still even then like I felt like I wasn't getting I wasn't really making a change mm-hmm. um or making progress yeah making progress um and so then that fall uh she asked if I wanted to take a uh, medication to help with it and uh Honestly, like, at that point, I was just kind of, like, falling deeper and deeper into this giant pit. Um, and I, like, right away was, like, yes, like, anything to, like, stop me from feeling this way. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, okay, are you sure? Like, mm-hmm. there's all these, like, side, side effects. effects. And, like, you want to make sure that, like, this is something that you want to do and, like, that you're comfortable doing. Like, And it was, like, this whole process. Um, so then I started taking medication um and people who take medication for uh mental health will know this but like it's this really long process of figuring out how much works for you where there's different types and like if that one works for you or this brand works for you um and it's hard because you kind of have to figure out like oh am i is the medication making me feel this way or um are these things happening in my life that are making me feel this way? So it's like this giant roller coaster of things going on. Um, but the first medication that I started on really wasn't working. Mm -hmm. Um, and I pretty much felt the same. Uh, and then I, uh, finally I kind of realized that and my psychiatrist was like, okay, we're going to switch you to this. Um, and it was around Thanksgiving break, and I was really excited because I didn't have to go to school. <laughs> yeah. And – Is at, this
0: Thanksgiving break freshman year? Or a sophomore? sophomore year, yeah. Okay, so it's been kind of like a like a few months. Yeah, since yeah.
1: Months yeah. And uh, so she was kind of like switching it up and uh, transitioning me to this other medication. Um, and I was excited because I was going away camping with my family and like our family friends. Um and I was just going to be, like, without my phone and not have to deal. At that point, school was kind of, like, a, I don't know, every single moment of, like, even just thinking about going to school was impossible for me. So it was good um, to kind of just, like, push yeah, that out for a time. Yeah. Like, sophomore year, I remember I really wanted to get involved with Rock and other things because mm-hmm. I've always been, like, if you need help, get help, like, pro mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It was just so hard for me to go to a club where it was like, oh, how do we prevent teen suicide when I was thinking about how I wanted to kill myself? Um, So it's like, I guess a lot of people can maybe relate to that. It's like this feeling
0: of you saying something, however, you don't apply it to yourself. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So you're going through that. Yeah. And so Thanksgiving break was really, really good. Um, But then at the end, like a bunch of things kind of happened. My mom and I got into a little fight. And, like, my mom and I are really close, and she's really, really supportive of me. Um, But I think because of the hormones in my body at the time, and also just the irrationality of um, where my, like, cognitive thinking was at, um, I decided that I was going to follow through and actually take my life. Um, And so I didn't. That's why I'm here today. Um, <laughs> it's good to know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but it was really hard. Like, I texted all my friends goodbye, and I said, I'm sorry, but I was like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. And I just texted, like, eight people, and then I was just waiting, and all my friends kept on calling me, and I kept on declining their calls, and... Um, Finally, uh, one of my friends uh, got her sister to call my sister, and my sister was like screaming. Got my parents to come up and everything, and um, they all like ran to my room. Um, and one of my friends actually ended up calling the cops um, because in a mental health emergency, you should call nine one one if it's an emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same as regular health. Um, And so I heard, like, this loud knock on the door. I I knew what it was. I was like, oh, no. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, like, went in the back of a cop car and everything, and it was very weird, very uncomfortable. Never get arrested Mm -hmm. because cop cars are very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, They, like, took me to Stanford ER, uh, and I spent the night there. And I just remember, like, they kept on, like, offering me food, and I just couldn't eat because I was so stressed out, and I couldn't sleep. Uh, and then eventually, after talking with like uh, different people in the ER, they uh, had me go to uh, a mental hospital in uh, San Mateo, and it was it was really scary because they like put me on a stretcher and I like rode an ambulance on the way there without the sirens. Yeah. But like it, I was still like very stressed out about it and I thought I was going to be with all, like, these crazy people, and that I was going to be insane, um, and so I got there, and it was, it was really scary, um, and that's not, like, these shouldn't exist, they're a bad thing, but it's more so that, like, when I came, they, like, me put on scrubs and they wouldn't when my mom brought me clothes they like wouldn't let me bring sweatshirts with strings in them because I could hurt myself or I couldn't bring jewelry because it could be sharp or we couldn't use real utensils um we couldn't bring more than three things into the shower with us we had to keep our doors unlocked um and all this sort of stuff and like no one really talked to each other um so that was really my main motivation for getting out of there I just was so stressed that I couldn't I was like, I'm, if I stay in here any longer, like, I, I'm going to go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did meet some nice people in there. Like, a lot of the people in there were working to help others. And a lot of the kids in there were kids like me who were just really, really struggling. Um, but... I, like, did all – they give you, like, worksheets and stuff and make you, like, engage in group therapy. So I was, like, okay, I'm going to do everything I can to get out of here. So I did all my worksheets in the first day. Yeah. I, like, constantly, like, participated in group therapy even though, like, no one else was talking. It was just, like, all these, like, teens just, like, staring at the ground. And I was just, like, oh, well, this is what I think. Mm -hmm. Um, You just wanted to get out of there. Yeah, I just wanted to get out. Um, And then – And it's – I was being held on a 5150, which is a 72-hour hold. Um, So you have to be there for 72 hours. But I actually ended up getting out after 36 um, because I had, like, done everything that I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were like, this is the fastest we've ever had anyone get out of here. Like, Mm -hmm. I know people who have been there for, like, two weeks even or longer. Um, And, you know, some people need that, but I just could not have done it. Um, so I went home and it was really weird going back to school. I waited, like, my parents let me stay home one day um, and they, like, took me out to lunch and stuff and, like, kind of took care of me. Um, and then the next day I went back to school. And going back to school was really, really weird because I felt like everyone knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when in reality, it wasn't like a ton of people, it was more just the people I had texted. The um and everyone was like crying and like came up to me and was like hugging me and I was just like very overwhelmed Mm -hmm. um and I had to meet with like school psychologists and like my counselor and all this stuff uh and then I remember one of my teachers um they came up to me like in front of the class and they were like why were and this teacher was kind of just really trying to like I guess connect with me and like make me feel like safe or whatever, but it really just did the opposite. Um, they they came up to me in front of the rest of my class, like at the beginning of the period, and they said, they were like, oh, why were you in the hospital? And I was like, my counselor and the school psychologist sent out an email explaining what happened and like the process for getting me like back into school. And uh, the teacher was like, "No, but like, why were you there in front of my whole class?" That's <laughs> and, terrible. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I I hold no resentment against that teacher because they, I feel like that teacher didn't have a full idea of that, like what they were doing was hurtful or like mm-hmm. bad in any way. Um, but to me, it was just like I, oh, uh, it was. Yeah. Um, But then after that, I had to start an intensive outpatient program. Uh, So every day after school, four days a week for about three hours every day, um, I would go to this group therapy and we would also have personal therapy and family therapy. And uh, it was this like really intense thing for three months. And then when... But... I thought, again, that it would be, like, all these kind of, like, crazy, like, depressed emo teens. And I was, mm-hmm. like, I am not like that. I didn't, <laughs> like, well, I was depressed, but I wasn't, like, emo. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to be with a bunch of, like, kids who were, like, didn't want I to like to capture animals in my free time. <laughs> yeah. And, like, dyed their hair black and mm-hmm. had, like, a ton of, like, eyeliner on. Um, <laughs> so you just didn't want to be, like, I guess, grouped into that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, – but then I went and I – I'm like now best friends with all of those people who I met in there and we have like a group chat and everything. And we text all the time. Um, and even some of them have gone away to college now, but we're still all really, really good friends. Uh, and so really I made like, I I really believe the intensive outpatient saved my life. So like, is that
0: like, I guess, cause we talked and you mentioned a lot today, like for example, you tried many different things. However, that you didn't feel that they actually got you anywhere yeah. Do you think that this program is really what what actually helped you in the end
1: yeah I mean definitely I think it was a mix of everything I think of this program really allowed me to realize that not like that there were other kids out there like me who were struggling but they weren't like emo crazy kids mm-hmm. um and it also allowed me to talk with professionals and get advice on how to speak with my parents about this and how to, like, explain things. And it really helped me create a better relationship with my parents and my teachers and uh, ask for help when I needed it. I had a really hard time asking for help. um, Previously? Yeah. And so this really allowed me to get the help that I needed. Um, But it – seriously, the main dynamic was – the main thing that saved me was all the other – people in the group, we were all able to kind of, like, lean on each other, and even though we were all kind of, like, unstable, it worked, Mm -hmm. um, and so it was, it was really, really good, um, and then after that, like, I still struggled and stuff, and I went back to normal therapy, um, but it's just gotten a lot easier Mm -hmm. since, so I guess, like, um, why do you think it's important to share your story
0: and encourage discussion about mental health as well as, you know, you're part of ROCK and Bring Change to Mind? Like, mm-hmm. why do you
1: think all of this is important to you? Well, I think the main thing about mental health is that everyone has it, like, no matter if you struggle with it or you have a mental illness, it's still something that you have. Like, you can be happy, you can be sad. It's all a part of mental health. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that a just realizing that and establishing that it's something that everyone has. Um, and also realizing that it should be treated like uh, any physical ailment. You know, like when you break your arm, you get a cast. But when you're dealing with depression, um, you don't have everyone go sign your brain cast. Mm-hmm. Like it's not <laughs> it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it should be dealt with it the should same be brain. dealt with the same way. Um, and I think especially from a school that's dealt with has a past of uh suicide and suicide clusters and many people i know who go to gun or have gone to gun have dealt with mental health issues um it's important to have that be an accepting part of our culture um and, to and increase i guess awareness, awareness and discussion make it less stigmatized for sure
0: yeah i think like you know that's the whole mission of project racer too is yeah. to destigmatize
1: really exactly
0: health. so it's like Amazing to have guests like you come on and um, feel the same way as we do and like want to talk about it. So, I guess, like, finally, what would you say to anyone who might be listening who dealt with, who is dealing with similar things that you had dealt with or are currently dealing dealing with? What would you say to them?
1: Um, I would say to know that you are worthy of having a life, you are worthy of living, um, and that your problems just because they not may not be um as big as someone else's and then mm-hmm. they could just be the smallest thing or that you don't have any issues going on you still feel this way it's still valid to feel that way and mm-hmm. you still have a right to seek help um so like you know you talked like in the beginning like in middle school you had, a, had a, like a kind of
0: denial period where, like, yeah all my issue is not as big as these people. I don't want to, exactly. like, self-diagnose myself. But exactly. But I think it's important for those people who think that way to realize that yeah. it's, like, they're completely valid. and like, Exactly. And, yeah,
1: just that any emotion you have is valid.
0: And you shouldn't feel that someone else's problems are bigger than yours, therefore yours are not as important. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So... Thank you, Abby, for coming in today and for sharing this story of yours. And for listeners who may not know, Abby also wrote a Changing the Narrative article for the Oracle, I believe, Mm -hmm. um, during our junior year, which I highly recommend our listeners to go check out and read. And I was wondering, um, can listeners contact you? Oh, yeah. Feel free.
1: Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Mm -hmm. Snapchat. If you want my phone number, just ask me or Mm -hmm. any of my friends. I am always open if you need someone to talk to, if you need uh, help being connected. I'm... Like, always at school, mm-hmm. I'm in rock on Tuesdays, <laughs> spring changed to mine on Wednesdays. Uh, so if you need help or just want to share your story, I know after I put out my uh, article, a lot of people, like, um, DM'd me or uh, Facebook message me. So if anyone needs help or needs someone to talk to, I'm okay. there. Great.
0: So of course um, if Abby's story has inspired you to seek help with your own struggles there are also many resources available to you Vis- visit our website at projectoyster.wixsite.com/site to find access to many other 24-hour crisis text and call lines So of course our team is also currently working hard to line up future guest speakers and stories but we need your help email us at gmail.com or get into contact with Hannah Vardhanarai to share your story and possibly get selected
1: to be a speaker